Luke chapter number 8, there's several verses of scripture that I want to read tonight. And I want to begin reading in verse number 41 and read down through the end of this chapter. Luke chapter 8, beginning to read at verse 41. The Bible says this, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately, I like that word, immediately, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him, said, Master, the multitude thronged thee, and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Now notice this next statement. It says, And when the woman saw that she, she was not hid. You know, when you get the touch of God upon your life, you're not going to be able to hide it. It's going to come out somewhere. It says, And when the woman saw that, that she was not hid, she came trembling and fallen down but before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Notice these next two words, Fear not. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she rose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. You may be seated. Father, God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in your name tonight, Father, we're thankful to be able to stand where we stand tonight. We're thankful, Lord, for what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've felt, but more... Lord, more importantly, for what we know that's down in the depths of our heart. We're thankful, Lord, that You chose to meet with Your people tonight. We're thankful, Lord, that You come from heaven tonight and You've met with us. Father, we're thankful for the singing. We're thankful for the testimonies. We're thankful for the reading of Your Word tonight. And Father, we pray now, Lord, that You'd use us. God, that You'd help us. God, that You'd help us to preach tonight in Your Spirit. God, if Your Spirit's not in it, Lord, it's, it's of nothing tonight. But God, we stand in need and stand in want of a touch from heaven tonight. And God, we pray that you juice us for your glory, for your honor. For one here that has a need, has a burden. Father, we pray, Lord, that the burdens would be met. Lord, the needs would be met. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that you'd be glorified, you'd be praised through and by that. Father, we love you today. We thank you and praise you. 
give you glory and honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Now we probably won't be uh, but just about a few minutes of time here. I don't intend to be very long. But I just want to mind the Lord tonight. But I read all those verses of Scripture tonight for a reason. And I want you to notice there's several things I want you to notice from these passages of Scripture that we read. First of all, there's a lot that's happening within Luke chapter number 8. And I want you to notice from the 16 verses that we read tonight, there are three different categories of people that approach Jesus, or at least two of them approach Jesus. One approached Jesus on behalf of another. But I want you to notice this. We see that to begin with, there's a man by the name of Jairus. The Bible says that he has one only daughter. And the Bible says that she is laying, dying. So we no doubt, you parents, no doubt that, you, could you imagine the Bible actually gives the age of this young lady that says she's 12 years old. Could you imagine knowing that your child, 12-year-old boy, 12-year-old girl, is laying in the bed at home just on the brink of dying? Could you imagine? I could not imagine what this man was going through. I hadn't been there. God pray that we don't be there. But I, I, I thought about this. No doubt this man was discouraged. No doubt this man was down. No doubt this man, he, he was upset. His world had been flipped upside down. But I want you to notice this. There's also, we see that just as, as this man come to Jesus uh, uh, discouraged, we see that there was a woman that come to Jesus with a disease. We see that this woman comes and the Bible says that she has an issue of blood. The Bible says for 12 years this woman uh, was plagued by this issue of blood uh, that she had. And no doubt the Bible says that, that she had spent all that she had and was none better. On many physicians, the Bible says, and, and to none effect. And, and no man could heal her, the Bible says. So we see this man discouraged. No doubt because of his daughter Lane dying. And we see uh, this man or this woman coming uh, with the disease. Now, you notice the third, uh, the third person is simply the young lady. She's dying. The Bible says that she died. The life left her. And now we see the discouraged. We see the diseased. We see the dead. But let me say this tonight. There's a God in heaven. If you're discouraged tonight, if you're diseased, if you're sick, if you're hurting, if you're ailing, if you're dead in your trespasses of sins, I want you to know that there's a God in heaven that can meet every need that you may have tonight. You think about that. Hey, God is not limited who He can help tonight. You can find help in the Lord Jesus tonight. He is my help. He's my strength. He's my rock. He's my comfort. He's everything that I need tonight. And you can have Him. You think about, could you imagine what... You know, at times in the ministry, you know, you may get overwhelmed. There may be people coming with this. And there may be people coming with that. Pray for this one. Pray for that one. And, and, and at times, in the flesh, we get burdened down. We get uh, overwhelmed at times. But Jesus, notice this. I believe He took care of all three of these needs. Could you And could you imagine that the Bible don't even talk about any others, but no doubt there were others that I believe Jesus was helping all at the same time. Could you imagine? You know what that tells me? Any problem that I have in this life, any problem that I face in this life, you know what, I don't take it to the doctor. I don't take it to mommy. There's things that I can go to mommy and daddy and talk to about, but you know what, when the rubber meets the road, you know what we ought to do? 
take it to Jesus and let Jesus have it tonight and trust Him with it and know that it's in good hands. But you notice this. We see that this man is on his way to get Jesus. And we know that uh, as he was there, that this woman come by, and, and there's a great multitude of people. Now, I believe that Jesus was on the way to Jairus's house. And he was on his way to heal that little girl. Now, while he was on the way, she was just dying. She hadn't died yet. But it wasn't long that this woman come by, and she reached out and touched, the Bible says, the hem of his garment. And could you imagine this great throng of people that's there? And I believe Jesus took time to speak to this woman. Now, you think about that. Could you imagine J. Iris? He, he was there first. He come first. He was first in line. And he was, he was hoping that Jesus could get to where that little girl lay. But it wasn't long there was messengers come from the, from the ruler's house and said, Forget it. The, the little girl is dead. Your daughter is dead. Could you imagine? It, it's finished. It's all over. There's no use in even troubling the Master, the Bible says. But you know what? When we may think it's over, when we may think it's down and out, when you may think that, that no, there's no help, it's beyond help, I want you to know that there's a God in heaven that can, that He's always a, He is a present help in the time of need and in the time of trouble. You think about that tonight. Now I want to preach on this. If the Lord if the Lord will allow, is simply this. It's not over until God says it's over. You think about those ones in Jairus' house that said, hey, forget, don't even bother troubling the Master. She's already dead. It's not over tonight until God says it's over. You may think, you think about this. The doctors may say that you're limited with this. The doctors may say that you've got a certain amount of time. Your family may say this. Your friends may say this. It makes no difference what they say. It's not over until God says it's over tonight. You think about that tonight. Now there's, there's a couple things I want, I want you to notice. And one of them is simply this. I believe tonight that it's not over until God says it's over concerning salvation. You ever think about that? You think, have you ever, have you ever looked at someone? Now Ricky taught a beautiful lesson this morning on judging. Judge not that you be not judged. But have you, ever, have you ever looked upon someone and maybe in, in, the, in the privacy of your own heart or in your, in your own thoughts, maybe you've looked at that individual, you've looked at that person and think, well, my goodness, there's no way that God can save that person. They're, they're, they're beyond help. There's no way that, that God can, can save that person. There's no way. But you know what? Who am I? Who are you to judge and say, who, who, who God can and who God cannot save. Let me just say this. I'm glad to know that His arm isn't short. It makes no matter how far you go, you can't get too far where He can't reach. I'm glad to know that the blood runs deeper than my sin stains. I'm glad to know that when I was lost in my trespasses, and Jesus passed my way and saved my soul. It makes no difference how far you've gone, how long you've been. God can still save your soul tonight. You think about that. It's not over till God says it's over. Thank God there's a God in heaven that can reach no matter where you're at, no matter what trouble you're in, no matter what you're facing in this life. God can reach right where you're at tonight. It's not over till God says it's over. Now, you think about this. It, 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 it makes no difference. How many of you have just got children that you're praying for? 
No doubt, I believe every, every hand, if you're a parent, no doubt you're praying for your child. No doubt you're praying for your children and your grandchildren. You know what? They may be, the, they may be a drunk out here on the street. They may have a, a needle tracks in their arms. They may be hooked on the pills, but you know what? They're not too far where God can't reach right where they're at and get a hold of them. And say, you know what I want to encourage you tonight? Don't. Quit praying for your children. Don't quit praying for your family. It's not over till God says it's over. My goodness, you don't throw in the towel when God says it's not over. We don't give up. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your children. I thought about, I thought about that thief that was hanging on the cross. You know, one of them, they, the Bible says that he railed on Jesus. He mocked him and, and he ridiculed him and said, if you be who you say you are, if you be the Christ, why don't you come down off of the cross and save yourself and save us? But the one on the, one on the other side, hey, he kind of rebuked him and said, hey, wait a minute. We're up here for a reason. We're up here because this is what we deserve. But this man in the middle, he's up here for, he's up here for you. He's up here for me. And I like these words. That man spoke up and said, Lord, remember me. When thou comest into my kingdom. You know what Jesus told him? He didn't say, well, wait till tomorrow. He didn't say, wait till next week. He didn't say, wait another hour. You know what he told him? He said, today thou shalt be with me in prayer. Hey, it's not over till God says it's over. Don't give up praying for your family. You think about that tonight. Hey, we ought to hit our knees and we ought to call out the names of our children and our parents and our grandparents and our family and friends in hopes that God can reach where they're at. God can save them right where they're at tonight. Now, I want you to notice this. It's not over until God says it's over when it comes to being defeated. You ever think about that? How many of you have been kicked down? Been knocked down, been kicked around, been beat up. Felt like Satan's just rode your back all day long. I, I hope the preacher's not the only one that's ever had a day or two like that. My goodness, I can look back and, and know that Satan's he's rode me from daylight till dark. It seems like every uh, waking hour of my mind, it just seemed like the devil was there. And he'll say, you remember this? You remember that? You said this? You done that? Whatever the case may be, it just seems like he'll, he'll ride you and he'll defeat you. He'll get you kicked down and get you discouraged. But you know what? It's not over till God says it's over. You know what? I, I thought about about that song that Connie sings from time to time. Don't, uh, it's, it's, it talks about uh, help is on the way. And I thought, hold on, thank you, Pat. Hold on a little longer. Help is on the way. You know what? It's not long that someone's going to come by and say the right thing. They're going to do the right thing. Maybe the Holy Spirit's going to sweep by and give you a, 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 a wind from another world and lift you up and encourage you. It's not over till God says it's over. Now, I want you to notice this. I remember hearing some time ago about, uh, it, it was in Florida, and I think maybe I read about it some time back, but I remember uh, reading about this or hearing about this some time back about in, in Florida, they was having the Special Olymp Olympics. And, and I know you know what the Special, it, it's the needy kids that come and, and they'll have the, the different activities and the sports. And there was seven, I remember there were seven Down Syndrome little girls that were getting ready to run. And they, they were lined up there, and, and now they, they was different, 
there was different stages. I, I don't know if there's stages or different uh, areas that they were afflicted by this Down syndrome. One little girl, she was, she was limping. Her leg was, was twisted. Her arm was twisted. She could barely get around. One little girl was deaf. And, and they couldn't shoot the gun. They had to drop a flag so that she can see in, in order to know when to run. And there was one of them that, that was pretty well uh, in good physical condition. And she could communicate. She can talk. Well, here them girls lined up. And they was getting ready to run. And the, the, the fellow, he dropped the flag. Well, they took off. And the little girl that was, that was limping, her leg was all twisted and her arm was twisted. She took out just as hard as she could. And, and the, the little girl that was, had it pretty well all together, she was way out in front. And she looked back. She was almost to the, almost to the finish line. And she looked back. And, and when she looked back, she found, and she seen that the little girl that her leg was twisted and her arm was all twisted, she had fallen. She went down. And she said she was trying to get herself up. She couldn't get up because of her leg and because of her arm. And she was trying to... And, and the, the, when they took out the, the grand strands, were, were, they were cheering, they were shouting and, and encouraging them to run. Well, when she fell, it was complete silence. Well, when she looked back, this little girl that was way out in front, she looked back and, and she turned around and started walking back. Well, the other six was wondering, well, what in the world is she going the wrong way for? They began to look back. And they seen the little girl that had fallen. And all six, now you think about these six Down syndrome little girls. How they went back and they went back and picked this one little girl up. Her leg was twisted. Her arm was twisted. They picked her up and they carried her. There wasn't a dry eye in the crowd. They carried her and shoved her head through the ribbon. Hey, forget about the lights. Forget about, uh, about the glory. Forget about the ribbon. Forget uh, about the goal. You know what I think? Hey, I look back down through this past year. No doubt our buddies has fallen. No doubt there's some that's fallen and taken a hit. You know what we ought to do? It's time that we get out of the, the limelight. It's time that we, we get out of prestige. Maybe it's time that we circle back around and find someone that's fallen. Find someone that's hit that's going, gone down and pick them up along the way and carry them on. You know, what you know what? how we can do that? Hey, I believe we can carry our brothers and sisters through prayer. Hey, I believe we can lift them right up. Hey, I believe we can hold them up high and know that we can get in contact with the God of heaven on their behalf and lift them up and go back and encourage them. You know what we ought to do? Circle back every now and then. Look back and there's times that no doubt there's some... Hey, there's been times when I've fallen. There's been times when I've went down. Thank God for the man of God or the woman of God that's came by and has encouraged me and lifted me up. It's not over till God says it's over. Now I want you to notice this. It's not over till God says it's over when it comes time for you to die. Now you think about this young lady that we read about here, this 12-year-old little girl. Jairus went to Jesus in hopes that Jesus could get to his house before she died. You know, I, I remember some time ago, my grandpa, he was my, dad, my mom's stepdad, I guess, in a way. My dad, or my mom's daddy died when I was about, 
I think 13 or 14 months old. I have no remembrance of him. Howard Lavender. But it wasn't long that my grandmother remarried a man by the name of Carl Littrell. He was my papa. He's all I knew as a papa. And a few years ago, I don't remember how long ago it's been, I know that he was he had cancer. And I can remember he was he was in the hospital. I can remember going back and, and visiting in the hospital at times. And, and at that time, I believe, if my mind re- serves me right, I believe that the, the doctors had given him about six or eight months to live. And he was pretty bad off. We went to the hospital and visited with him a few times. But you know what? I ended up preaching my papa's funeral. It was about six and a half or seven years later. It's not over till God says it's over when it comes to you dying. Now let me just say this. I, I'm convinced tonight that you're not going to die. Now I believe we're going to this this old flesh is going to go back to the ground from where it came from. But let me say this: you're not going to die until God says you're going to. It makes no difference what the doctors say. It makes no difference what the physicians say. We're not going to leave this place until God says we're going to. You know what? The devil and the demons of hell, they may be riding your bike and they may be saying, I'm going to take you. But you know what? He does not have the authority to do that. You're not going to leave this place until God says you're going to. It's not over until God says it's over. Now, I want you to notice this. I'll be done. I'll be done here in just a few moments. I thought about this. I want, I, want, I want you to see this in the latter. Uh, well, concerning uh, this little girl and concerning uh, this, this woman. We know that Jairus went to Jesus on behalf of his only daughter, the Bible says. And the Bible tells us how old that little girl was. Twelve years old. How old did the Bible say that Or how long did this woman have this issue of blood, the Bible says? Twelve years. Now, do you know what an issue of blood is? If you go back and read in the book of Leviticus, I think it's chapter number 12, and I believe also again you'll find in Leviticus chapter number 15, you'll find that there is a, a, a fountain of blood, if you will, that happens after the birth of a child. And there's a, a purification time that, that this woman will have after birthing this child. And if it comes down to this certain time and, and, and that blood has not stopped, she is considered an outcast. She has to go out and live on the outskirts with, with the lepers. And anytime someone would come by, she would have to yell out, unclean. Anything that she would touch, any, anybody that would touch her, they had to purify and cleanse themselves. Anything that she touched, they would have to burn it and get rid of it. So could you imagine? You think about this. Now wouldn't it be just like Jesus? Now the Bible says that Jairus come by himself to get Jesus. But when we go to Jairus' house, the Bible says that the mother was there and Jairus was there. Wouldn't it be just like Jesus to go to Jairus and say, Hey, I'm, I'm not only going to uh, help you with your discouragement, but I'm going to help you with your wife. You think about it, that she'd been a, an outcast for 12 years. Now this is maybe just speculation, but you think about it. I, I, I thought about how maybe this, this woman give birth 
12 years ago to a little girl and just a few days later she had to kiss her on the forehead and leave because her blood didn't dry up. And now, Jairus comes to Jesus on behalf of his 12-year-old daughter. And here comes a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years. Could you see that Jesus is putting the home back together? Could you see that, that Jesus is helping a man with discouragement? Could you see that Jesus is helping a woman with a disease? Could you see that Jesus has healed and brought a little girl back to life from the dead? Could you see? Could you, and the Bible says to give them meat. Give her meat. Could you imagine this family being set down together for the first time and eating as a family? Eating a meal as a family. Could you see? Let me just say this tonight. Your family may be in shambles. Your health may be in shambles. You, you may be uh, hurting tonight. You, you may be physically hurting, emotionally hurting. But I want you to know that Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. Jesus can give you the help that you need tonight. You think about that, church. My goodness, you think. The broken homes that's been put together. The, the hurt that's been healed. You think what Jesus can do in your life. You stand with me tonight, please. Kelly, could you get us a song? It's not over till God says it's over. Don't throw in the towel. It's not time to lay down. It's not time to give up. It's time to keep on. It's time to continue. It's time to keep praying for your lost loved ones. You know what? It could be the very next prayer. You realize that? It could be the very next time that you call out your child's name. It could be the very next time that you call out your family member's name. You think about it tonight. Why don't you come? If you're hurting, if you're discouraged, if you're diseased, if you're sick, if you need a touch from heaven tonight, why don't you trust Him? Why don't you mind Him? Why don't you come up? I'm not going to ask you to bow your head and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. I'm simply going to ask you to come. If you need help tonight, why don't you come? Why don't you mind the Lord? Why don't you trust Him?